Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The playoff series between VGK and the Winnipeg Jets is about to take off on Tuesday night here in Las Vegas. And today we have a crossover edition with myself, Tony Cardasco, and Harrison Lee of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Hey, how are you, Tony? How's it going? My man, Chris Golick, is on assignment today. And Harrison, welcome to the show. And where can the fans, first of all, find you on social media? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets for our podcast Twitter. And of course, for us, it is at LockdownVGK, at Tony Dasco, and at TD Chris G on Twitter. And uh, for YouTube, go to Lockdown Golden Knights and please subscribe there. And we are brought to you today by FanDuel Sportsbook. It is the official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Of course, go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. For more information. So here's how we're going to break down today's episode. We will be talking about the biggest storylines, first of all. Then we'll get into key players to watch, and there are plenty of them. And then predictions and other miscellaneous items, if you will. So, so Harrison, I want to dive in. Uh, let's go into storylines first. But I wanted to ask you a question before you get in too deep. Uh, the Golden Knights and the Jets season series and how much, in your estimation, have the Jets changed, improved, or otherwise since being swept earlier this season in the three games that these two teams played? But the last meeting was way back in December. Yeah, so I would say through the first half of the season, you know, the Jets, they're an interesting team, right? We've seen them before. You, uh, I don't know if you were watching them too closely in 2017, 2018, but that was a monster team. This team is not that team. Let's be real. Um, but this Jets team, I think from the start of the season till now, they play pretty decent hockey. It's not amazing. Uh, and you can tell that there's definitely like a lack of star talent once you get past the top six. But comparatively speaking, they defend decently well. Uh, they just have a couple of brain farts that usually end up in the back of their net. Uh, but this, I, I would say the past few weeks and few months, they've created a lot. I think the biggest problem is that they don't do it from the most dangerous areas. And so like Hellebuck has to be basically perfect, which is asking a lot of him. Um, I, I think this team is going to be very difficult for Vegas compared to where it was earlier this season. I think, you know, the first few months under Rick bonus, the jets kind of had a lot of the same habits and they haven't kicked all of them. Um, but I, I still think that this team in general has improved in some areas one area that's really bad, though, is the power play. So if you see the Jets on the power play, you're probably saying, oh, this is no big deal. Well, of course, VGK is equally as poor because uh, that's a team currently in Las Vegas here uh, that we see every day that is 19th on the power play. And so uh, they're down a rung as well. And so special teams won't be so special. And, you know, for us here in Las Vegas, we've seen this before where the Golden Knights make it into the playoffs. Everyone's excited here in Vegas because they missed last year in the playoffs. And so the biggest story, I think, here for the Vegas Golden Knights, the storyline has to be the way that this team more or less has evolved, Harrison, 
around Bruce Cassidy because Cassidy came in and he had a lot of talent, but, you know, having talent and then having that talent gel, those are two different stories. And I think he's done a good job. His system took a while really to kick in. And then once this team, everyone started to buy in, then I believe that uh, that's when they started to take off and they had the all-star break right after the all-star break. VGK came back. And since that point, 22, four and five, and so that's where they've made a difference, a ton of momentum coming into this series. Uh, this was considered to be a weak division, too, here in the Pacific. And now you take a look around, and VGK holds off Edmonton. Oh, my goodness, are they good. And they are firing on all cylinders coming into the playoffs. The Kings, the L.A. Kings, we thought they might go away, and they stay there um, within the Pacific division. And, of course, the surprising Seattle Kraken, which made up more than – I guess 40 points, I guess, from last season to this, from 60 to 100 points is where they wound up. But it all began with goaltending, too. And Robin Leonard, a big loss, we felt, here in the offseason, had to have uh, two uh, hip surgeries, and he also had the shoulder surgery, and then he's got the snake farm and all that other stuff on the side. We don't want to get into that. But, you know, the all-star goaltender, Logan Thompson, Pretty much carry this team in the early going. We saw some good signs last season, carried over this year. He became an all-star. And then Logan Thompson gets injured. And then his backup, Aiden Hill, Hill standing on his head, a relative unknown. He played just, again, small sample size in San Jose. He comes here to Vegas. He plays well. And then after that, when he gets injured, enter Laurent Brossois, who you're familiar with in Winnipeg because he was the backup uh, for three seasons to Connor Hellebuck, and he's really excited about this entire playoff series. But So he comes in, and then Jonathan Quick, and they pick up Quick uh, again from L.A. via Columbus, So and then Quick is, is playing well. And at one point this season, when we're talking about goaltenders, because I believe that this is probably the biggest storyline, because I, I don't know how they're going to play in the playoffs. They're not tested other than Jonathan Quick, a lot of unproven goaltending, but four different goalies in four games and four victories at one point. Even Yeri Patera came up from the AHL for the Vegas Golden Knights. So you had him and Quick and Thompson and Brossois, four consecutive games. But I think Bruce Cassidy has done a really good job and his defensive structure has really helped out the goaltending. And so I think that that might be the, the key storyline here which would be the way this team gelled and the way that their goaltenders have played. And they've had balanced scoring and a different player really has stepped up each and every night. Summarize again, your storylines for the fans. I think the biggest one is going to be Connor Hellebuck. I know that we just talked about goaltending for Vegas, but that is equally true for the Jets. Um, unlike Vegas, we have one goalie. Um, I, I know, <laughs> you know, David Riddick, we all love his energy. He's a very fun guy. I think if anyone saw his last game, you probably understand why Hellebuck is usually the one who starts pretty much every single game. Um, but Hellebuck for the past, I would say, month or so has been back to Vezina form. Uh, that, I think, is very scary for the rest of the league because the Jets don't have any, even have to be all that amazing if Hellebuck is able to steal several games um, and continue to do what he does best. It's going to be really tough to take, take him out. Even with all of Winnipeg's mistakes and occasional lapses their defensive coverages that get blown on counters 
Hellebuck is so good at covering just about everything. So if he's on form like he can be, uh, it's going to be such a, a dangerous team. But we also know that Hellebuck in the postseason in previous years wasn't always that guy. I would say the last couple of playoff runs, he's been pretty good. Uh, the series against the Edmonton that, that the Jets swept, he was outstanding. And he was really the reason they even swept the Oilers in the first place. This year, I, I think it's kind of a toss-up. We'll see. Um, but if Hellebuck is is back to where he is, it's going to be a very, very tight, maybe even low-scoring series. Coming up next, we've got a look at some key players to watch. I'm Tony Cardasco with Harrison Lee of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. And this is our special crossover as we head into the VGK Edmonton Jets, Edmonton, Winnipeg Jets series. We'll return with more right after this. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. And there's no better place to get in on the Major League Baseball action than on FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. And that's because right now new customers can step up to the plate with a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. And you can place your first bet. Get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you do not win. And you can bet on players' individual stats, which I really like. How many hits are they going to get in a game? Home runs, pitcher strikeouts, much, much more. So don't miss this. Your chance to get the no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you go to FanDuel.com and slash uh, slash locked on. Again, FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up today. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Welcome back to our special crossover edition. Tony Cardasco here with Locked On VGK. Harrison Lee, Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Game one of the series coming up on Tuesday night. T-Mobile Arena here in Las Vegas. And thanks for making our podcasts your first listen each and every day. We definitely appreciate that. Your team every day on the Locked On Network. So when we talk about key players, right, you just went into Connor Hellebuck. Tell us about the supporting cast and who's going to score goals for the Winnipeg Jets. Isn't that the million-dollar question? Uh, (laughs) This year, um, let's be honest, goal scoring for the Jets has been very, I would say, inconsistent. I think if there's one critical flaw with this team, it's that finishing has been all over the place. One game, they score like six goals. The next game, they score two, maybe one, if they're lucky. Um, and and like the finishing has just been, it's been a hot mess. Uh, this year has been one of the toughest for Winnipeg's finishers. And so I think if we're looking at any skaters who are really going to stand out above all the rest, it's going to come down to Nikolai Ehlers, Josh Morrissey, and whether or not Mark Shifley feels like showing up. If Shifley shows up in the, the form that we know He's been in the past. He can be almost unstoppable, but he's also shown that at times, if he doesn't really believe in the vision of the team, if he's not happy, he's going to let you know on the ice. You you can tell um, that he's not feeling the, the vibes of the team, that he's not really uh, happy at work. And so, you know, for the Jets, if Shifley's not up to par, if he's not at his best, it really puts Winnipeg at a disadvantage. He got moved to the wing recently alongside Pierre-Luc Dubois, and that has seemingly gotten him um, back to being really good. Uh, Dubois himself has been decent, but I think Shifley being resurgent and uh, really having a strong series 
that could be one of the big X factors for the Jets. Ehlers, he's going to have to play more than 14 minutes a night. I know that Bonus will always say he plays as many shifts as the rest of the guys. And it's like, well, yeah, but the total time on ice is still kind of low. So I'd like to see that get bumped up somehow. Double shift him if you have to. He's our best creator. Um, and alongside, you know, Shifley and some of the other guys, I think those are the players that we're really circling for, hopefully having a big series. And when you take a look at some players to watch for the Vegas Golden Knights, Jack Eichel will be playing in his first playoffs in his career. Jackie Aces, of course, as Pat McAfee just referred to him. And, you know, he's really given up, I believe, a ton of his offense by playing defense. He's a better defensive player. And that's what I think the fans will see that kind of lost contact with him. Um, And they don't need to rely so much upon him to score goals because every night it's a different player that's been stepping up, a different line. And it's been pretty much a team effort, even though Eichel led the team in scoring. He only had 66 points, so it wasn't like he had one of those banner seasons, but he was still oft injured. He had some lower body injuries, and right before the playoffs began, he just came back in the last game against the Kraken, but he missed a couple of games. And so hopefully he is out there and making a difference for the Vegas Golden Knights and for their fans. And Mark Stone, officially off of LTIR. So he's expected to make his return, the captain, He skated uh, full contact over this past weekend, and he's expected to be on line three, which is kind of a shocker because it'll be him, Michael Amadio, and Chandler Stevenson will be the center on that line. But Stone was talking about how he has played alongside Stevenson for a while. He's been his center, and so he's feeling very comfortable about getting back out there. Uh, We've seen this act before. We don't know if Stone is going to be 100% but he will be very valuable for the Vegas Golden Knights, particularly on the power play. And even if he's about 70 or 80%, that's more than what they've been getting of late. And, and, you know, Stone's been out since January the 17th. And then, of course, you know, we talked again about goaltending, but Laurent Brossois, 7-0-3, he has not lost in regulation this season. But again, it's a very small sample size, and we just don't know, again, this experience factor I think that's going to be a big key. But the one difference, I think, between the two teams, you had mentioned it earlier, they just have the top six there in Winnipeg, whereas the VGK currently can roll four lines. And when you have Stone on your third line, that's pretty impressive, right? Uh, They have a lot of depth is what I was getting at. And I think that, you know, VGK has to score uh, goals. And they've gone dry in the playoffs where they can't score. So I might have to be with you. We might have to go on to FanDuel. We might have to check out the totals on these games in the series. Um, Anyone else to watch that you could think of uh, for the Winnipeg Jets? And will will Rick Bonus uh, call out Bruce Cassidy and want to fight him at any point? (laughs) Uh, I think if we're looking at one other player of interest, it's got to be Nino Niederreiter. Uh, He was like their big trade deadline acquisition um, I know Nemesnikov joined. I like Vlad, but I think he's got, you know, a very clear defined role. Niederreiter has genuinely made um, the third line a lot better. I love Adam Lowry, but I think everyone knows scoring goals is not really his forte. Since joining that unit, though, Nino has really provided a big boost, which is, you know, one of the biggest reasons he was brought in. Um, and I think there's one other underrated name that's worth keeping an eye on. It's Morgan Barron. Both he and and Nino have been really instrumental in making the Jets' third and fourth lines 
well, I'm going to use the, use the word watchable because uh, prior to that, those guys, those depth lines were not really doing much offensively, but Baron and Niederreiter have been great. As far as whether or not uh, we're going to see a, a coach fight, I'm I'm not going to put money on that one. All I know is like when I saw that between him and Dean Evason, if you looked at Dean Evason's expression, he he knew where the bodies were buried. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was. I think he was a little scared. And then, of course, things intensified in that game. That was a fun game. And of course, uh, Winnipeg, the last team uh, to make it into the playoffs, and so they might have a little chip on their shoulder. And when we return, we'll take a look at some other intangibles. And uh, we'll also give predictions for you as this crossover continues right here on Locked On Golden Knights and Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Today's episode brought to you by a product that we generally use each and every day. It's called AG1 by Athletic Greens. And maybe you're like us and you want to be healthy and you want to eat well, but it's not always easy to do. And so uh, really that's no longer the case with AG1 because with one delicious scoop of AG1 in a glass of water each day, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods or superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, and it gets you going the right way at the start of the day. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and all the things. I really like it because I can sleep better when I do my AG1. And of course, it's expensive to keep track of all the multiple different supplements and vitamins. And here with AG1, you have them all blended together. So right now, it is the time to reclaim your health and to arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. That's right. And five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. I am Tony Cardasco. And of course, we are joined today on this crossover edition, uh, joined by Harrison Lee of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, Chris Golick with the day off. He's on assignment. That's what we like to say. Uh, so thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. And our crossover edition continues. VGK versus Winnipeg, a renewal of the season one playoff series won by the Golden Knights en route to the cup final. So Harrison, oh, he's shaking his head. That's awesome. Uh, no, 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 no fights here. Okay, no host fights. Only goalie fights or coach fights. Okay. Uh, so, Harrison, uh, let's analyze this series. Uh, one area that really stood out to me uh, between these two teams, you know, both Rick Bonus and Bruce Cassidy like to get their defensemen involved in the rush. Some One of these teams will get stung at some point during the series because the defensemen are going to be put, uh, they're going to be definitely pinching and uh, getting involved in the rush, getting in too deep. And it's just, I think that's a pretty uh, interesting matchup there with the defensemen. And to see, I think whichever unit, whichever team, whether defensive unit can score more points could be the eventual winner. And Josh Morris, he's 76 points this season. So it, I really do believe that we're going to see a defensive player step up uh, between these two teams in this series. Yeah, and it's funny that you brought up Morrissey because whenever I watch Shea Theodore or 
Nick Hag. I always kind of circle back to those guys. Um, I know Petrangelo has been, you know, recently a really big contributor, but I always think of uh, some of their more youthful players. The one thing I have always noticed with Vegas is that their defenders support and, and offer really good outlets. They're always passing the puck well. The thing that you'll see with the Jets defense, uh, I don't know if you've ever just sat them and watched them like shift by shift, but honestly, we have some of the worst passing in the league. I, I don't know what happens in the drills or whatever, but the Jets blue line passing and their connection to the forwards, it's been really haphazard this year. Uh, I think it's part of one of the reasons why they take a lot of point shots. They love to try and tip in and go for deflections. It feels like their offensive zone possessions tend to be a little bit not great. And so, you know, Morrissey having like 76 points, that was really big this year. Uh, Bonus basically told him, I think you're a Norris candidate. And he was like, okay, uh, I'll just go and and win a Norris. And after that, the rest was kind of history. Uh, But the Jets defense in general, isn't really built for a lot of offense. Dylan DeMello can kind of do it. Uh, Nate Schmidt can kind of do it. You will get offense with Pionk. It's, it's where, He's inside his defensive zone that you start to see uh, Neil's really big issues. I feel like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Vegas doesn't have as many problems with that, but I haven't also watched them too, too recently. I just know historically pretty decent backline. Yeah, no, I think uh, VGK is going to be real solid defensively. They do block a lot of shots. In the last game against Seattle, we were pointing out in the first period, there were 10 different players that had a block shots. 10 block shots in that first period, and that's what they do pretty well. And they've kept a lot of the heat off of the goaltenders uh, this past season. I think that that's been the biggest difference uh, with this team becoming a success. Uh, It's going to be a game where I think whichever team can forecheck the best, I think can also win, especially set the tone in game one. And then the way to defeat the Vegas Golden Knights, as we've seen before, is you really do need to stand them up in the neutral zone. And that's the one way the teams have really defeated uh, the Vegas Golden Knights by playing physical. Do you think that Winnipeg will come out and play a physical game and a physical series against the Vegas Golden Knights? Interestingly, you know, a few years ago, I would have said yes. Uh, it's not that the Jets are like passive or or not as physical. I think that their focus has changed. Like in 2014-15, when they first made the playoffs, everyone knew Winnipeg versus Anaheim. That's the black and blue series. Um, the Jets, they're not as, I mean, they, they forecheck pretty aggressively. Bonus loves that. But I wouldn't say that that is, you know, the the, the physical presence is as much of what they're looking for. Uh, I tend to think that they're hoping for more second chance rebounds and opportunities. Sometimes I've actually seen Winnipeg just straight up not go for a hit in favor of shutting down a passing or a shooting lane, which is interesting because like they used to be very aggressive. Uh, we we see guys like Logan Stanley will actually chase hits outside of the, the lane and it causes issues. It feels like they're more disciplined there. Um, but I think the one thing for the Jets that's going to be an issue is if Vegas gets an inside step on any of their defenders, Winnipeg just doesn't have that much foot speed. So instead of like physicality being the concern, I'd probably be more worried about the number of like stick penalties and stuff the Jets might take. X-Factors. I'm going to say Michael Amadio for VGK. He's had a surprisingly good season, and they've had to move him around. Uh, they'll move him from the second line now to the third line, and I think he could make a difference, especially playing alongside Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone. 
And I'm just curious, you know, with the Vegas Golden Knights, especially in the initial game of this series with Mark Stone, I'm I'm not quite sure if they won't have him on a pitch count of sorts uh, to where he's only playing um, select shifts. And then also they'll put him in that bumper position where him and Eichel played so well. The biggest thing with Eichel, and we always talk about this on Lockdown Golden Knights, is that he's an elite passer. And the Vegas Golden Knights don't always have players that can handle his passes. They're just too hot. But I think Michael Amadio would have to be uh, one of the X factors. How about for you in Winnipeg? This is a really tough one. Um, I'm going to go back to Barron because I think Morgan has been a bit of a revelation, though only Winnipeg fans seem to be aware of it. And even then, among the Jets fan base, I'm not sure people recognize just how good he's been. Um, his ability to kind of carry guys like Sakumana Leiden, who maybe have struggled a little bit this year, it's really been notable. He's taken a huge step forward. Pending what happens with Cole Perfetti's injury, he's supposed to come back 10 to 12 days from now. If he comes back before then, he is without a doubt the biggest X factor. Perfetti's ability, like you said, Eichel has those passes that are just so good that people can't even handle it. Perfetti is kind of the same way. I've seen him try stuff even in preseason and camp where his teammates didn't even think that pass was possible. Um, and Perfetti's brain and vision works at a level that honestly, he might be like the smartest player out there, um, which is, I mean, I don't mean to use hyperbole, but that dude is a genius. Um, so if he comes back, I think he could be a really big impact, but I'm not expecting him back. I think kind of like stone, even if he does return, he'd be on the pitch count. Uh, I would imagine that, you know, both of these guys, the teams really want to protect um, so for now, I'm just going to stick with Morgan Barron. I think that's probably the safest choice. I have to believe that the Vegas Golden Knights have the experience edge. And when I looked at the number of playoff games uh, for VGK, I mean, Alex Petrangelo, 111 playoff games and Phil Kessel, 96 playoff games, the Ironman. I wish that uh, I really do wish that Bruce Cassidy would go back to the uh, Ivan Barbashev, Stevenson, and Kessel line, which he had going there, cooking uh, line three. But now, since Stone is back, um, we might may or may not see that line. But uh, between them, they have I call them the cup line. They have four Stanley Cups between those three on that line. You can't beat experience. And it, like Bruce Cassidy says, he always believes that the top two lines sort of negate each other. And then it's up to like the bottom six and particularly that third line. I think the third line is going to be a key. Uh, also, again, you know, for VGK, they have to score goals. I can't say that enough because uh, we have seen what has happened before. And we know what Rick Bonus did when he was with uh, Dallas and he beat the VGK in the bubble. I mean, I could never forget that. And the Golden Knights just went south and suddenly they couldn't score. And in the playoffs, it seems to be an epidemic for the Vegas Golden Knights. Anything else to add? Yeah, I think for the Jets, you know, it's going to be a weird one. Um, you know, you, you've you got experience on Vegas's side. I think for the Jets, and this is going to sound very strange because it sounds like a terrible slight, but I think for Winnipeg, it's desperation that will drive them. I think the Jets are tired of, lose, tired of losing. Um, I think that they are are feeling their backs against the wall. You know, we see all of these contracts running down. They've got like a year left with this core. Um, and for a lot of guys, you know, they're they're getting up there in years. Wheeler is very much on the wrong side of 30. Shifley is almost 30, if not already just about there. 
Hellebuck's getting close. All of these guys, I think, can see the the time are running down. And this team, quite honestly, told fans recently that if they don't buy season tickets, the Jets aren't going to be in Winnipeg anymore. Um, so I think there is this sense of desperation around this team to have a playoff run that is deep and exciting. The good news is, is they sold out the home games for the series. So uh, I suppose the passion is still there. But if I actually had to think about which team might have even bigger stakes for the series, it might be the Jets. Winnipeg might be relying on this playoff run to really cement part of their future going forward, which is a little funny to say. But yeah, this playoff run, I I can't even begin to describe how uh, important it could be. So a lot is riding on this one. Okay, it's prediction time. Harrison Lee. Give us your prediction, VGK and Winnipeg. Oh, I I have the Jets actually coming out in six. And I have VGK coming out in six. And I also have, I'm betting odds that there will be a flyover over the arena there in Winnipeg, of course. Uh, but I don't know. I might take the plus money on a coach's fight. I might have to <laughs> bet on that. Does Cassidy really like to fight? I'd be interested no, to see what he does. This would be pretty fun. <laughs> I think that there's a lot of respect between these two coaches, and I think uh, it's going to be pretty interesting. But, again, Cassidy, can he get this team past the first round or two? It's going to be so intriguing to watch. Uh, first go- uh, head coach in NHL history uh, that has won 50 or more games with uh, two separate teams, back-to-back seasons. Boston last year, of course, VGK this season. And I think that uh, we will see, though, I think what makes this series interesting to me, I think we're going to see a split here in Vegas um, coming out of the shoot. And Vegas really improved here at home. They finally do have a little bit, a smidge of a home ice advantage after they were 13 and 13. uh, They've won 12, I think, of their last 15. So it should be pretty interesting here. Harrison, it's been a pleasure, man. Thanks again. Uh, Where can the folks find you again on social media? We are, uh, our podcast Twitter is at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. And uh, my personal Twitter is at HL Living Logo. Okay. And our Twitter handles are locked on VGK at Tony Dasco at TD Chris G, who's up in Reno. And he's uh, desperately, talk about desperation. He wants to get back here for game number one on Tuesday night. And of course, uh, locked on Golden Knights on YouTube. Please subscribe there. We thank you all for making us your first listen. For Harrison Lee, thanks again. We really appreciate your time. I'm Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights. And as well, you can get the recap on Locked On Winnipeg Jets.